So, um, if you would, if you have your Bibles this morning, or your iPad, or iPod, or your, you know, Samsung, you know, the devil is a lie, we're Apple people around here. So, if you'll pull your, pull your Bible out this morning, go to Mark chapter 2. We're going to go verses 1 through 12. Um, I've got a good bit of scripture, um, so I've got most of it written down, so I don't have to flip back and forth through my Bible, but I'm going to try to get us through this in a timely manner. Uh, so... If you got it this morning, just say amen. Amen. All right, that's about 97.25% of it. Chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. That's what we do in this church. We preach the word. We don't preach our opinion. If it's not in this book and, and if it's not inspired by God, we are not going to preach it. Amen. So we preach the word because Jesus is the word. He's the word that's made flesh. Anyway, you don't drink. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse 8. But immediately... When Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified, saying, We never saw anything like this. Amen. Amen. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the time that we've already had in worship this morning. And Lord, I thank you that I know that we're not waiting on you to show up. You were already here. You were here before we got here. And long after we're gone, you'll still be here because you are good and you are God all by yourself. Holy Spirit, just give me the strength and give me the power to preach this word the way you've given it to me. And I give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. The title of this message this morning is going to be Tear Off the Root. Whatever it takes. So we've got these four. This paralyzed man. He's been paralyzed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume since before since birth. More than likely. Most likely paralyzed from birth. So they hear that Jesus is preaching, and so they get it. They get their buddy, and they're like, "All right, we gotta get to Jesus." And they didn't have cars. They didn't have any kind of transportation. So I imagine they walked a pretty good ways carrying another grown, heavy man unable to hold themselves up. I kind of I kind of compared it to this. Y'all know Peyton. He's a, he's a little slightly bigger than Josiah. Sometimes he'll fall asleep on the couch downstairs. And if I can't wake him up, I got to pick him up and take him up the stairs. You would think, ah, not too bad. No, he's, he's eight and he weighs 115 pounds. 
And he's like a sack of potatoes trying to carry him up the stairs. So dead weight. So just imagine a grown, fully grown man who's paralyzed and cannot help at all. And he's having to be carried by four men. They really wanted to get to Jesus. Amen. They really wanted to seek Jesus. And then they get to the place where he is. And the house is so full that they cannot get in. So what they do? They just say, all right, maybe next time we'll turn around. We'll go back to our house and we'll figure out where he's at again. And then we'll go again. No, they said, oh, we've come too far to turn back now. We've come too far. And my friend needs a miracle. He needs a miracle. We have been trying to find where he is. And finally, he's here to a place we can get to him. So they go. And so then they climb on the top of this house, right? And so I'm thinking, this house isn't built like houses are built today. We're talking about over 2,000 years ago. We're not talking about trusty manufacturing. You know what I mean? But they're like, we got to get to Jesus. So then they climb on the roof and they're like, all right, we're going to make our own entrance in. And they rip off the roof. And you got to know it's not a tiny hole. It's not that they just drilled a hole so they could peek in and see what was going on. It had to be a hole big enough that they could lower a man on a bed down in the presence of Jesus. So I said all that to say, are we willing to tear the roof off? Are we willing to do what it takes to seek him, to get to where he's at, or we're just comfortable just waiting and letting him pass on by? Because this man said, I need a miracle. I want a miracle. My, I've been sick all my life. I've been paralyzed all my life, and i got to get to Jesus. And his friend said, well, if you want to get there, I'll help you get there. And so they get him there. And when he gets there and it's full, they can't get in. It's not like, you know, well... Yes, this is it. Now, he said, I'm going to make a way because if when, when you really get desperate and you really want to find out where he's at, you'll do whatever it takes. You'll tear the roof down. You'll, you'll knock the walls down. You'll get in your car when you might not even have the gas money to try to get to where you need to go when you really want to get to him, really, really want to seek him this morning. I think about the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. She'd been pushed around. She had been jerked around from doctor to doctor, from physician to physician, been sick and bleeding for 12 years. And when she finally runs out of funds, when she finally runs out of money, because that's the only reason the doctors kept letting her come back is because she had the money. But then when she couldn't pay anymore, then the truth comes out. Well, we couldn't help you a year ago, 11 years ago when you came to us when you were sick. 12 years later, we still can't do anything for you. So her bloody, weak, bleeding, can't even make it. She hears that Jesus is coming by. And she said, if I got to run through the crowd, if I got to use my last little bit of strength, if I got to use my last little, little bit of courage that I have, I'm going to crawl through the crowd. I'm going to break through the crowd. I'm going to crawl through the streets. And all I need to do is touch the hem of this garment because he's got more in the hem of his garment than I got inside of my body. He's got more power in the hem of his garment than anything in this world has. So she touches the hem of his garment and immediately she's healed. That's seeking right there. That's going after what you, you want. And see, the problem with us today is we woke up this morning and it was 45. And so I was like, I'm going to seek God from my bed. <laughs> I didn't feel like getting up and going to church this morning. Or, well, Pastor Stacy's not going to be there, so he ain't going to notice. Dummies, I I'm here every Sunday. I'm the worship leader. When you're not here, we kind of notice. So, you know, well, I'd rather just sit here. And then, you know, when he comes back, I'm going to go visit another church. No. 
When you really want to be hungry, when you're really thirsty for more and more of God, it don't matter if my nine-year-old was up here preaching. If you think there's a word that's going to be spoken, you would be here and be ready to grab onto it this morning. Amen. David, who was a man after God's own heart, God said that he was a man after his own heart. He knew that there was power in seeking, in seeking. In Psalms 34, verse 4, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from every one of my fears. What happened? He delivered me from my fears. But what did I do to get there? I sought him. I went after him. I fell on my face and cried out. I went in my prayer closet and got in my prayer closet and started praying. I started seeking him because I wanted to get to know him more. In verse 8, he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. And then he goes on to say, I thought I had it marked, y'all. Y'all be patient with me. This is the only time I'm slowing down. He said, oh, in verse 9, oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Now get this, verse 10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who what? Seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So don't seek the things. Seek the Lord. Seek him at all times. Seek him while he can still be found. Because you know what? There's stuff going on right now. There's, there's Bible prophecy that is being fulfilled that soon, that soon and very soon when we hear that trumpet sound, we ain't going to be able to seek him anymore. Amen. We either going up or we staying here. Amen? Right. In Psalms 27, Verse 4, he said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. See, the problem is with us. We only seek God when we need something. We'll go secular for a minute. Jelly Roll has a song that says, I only talk to God when I need a favor. Yep. Some of us call ourselves Christians, but we only talk to God when the bills do. We only talk to God when we got a little boo-boo. Or when we're not, I need a little Jesus juice this week. Won't you come and charge me, Jesus? No, we don't have a relationship with him. We don't have a seeking relationship with him. Anybody in here married? Of course you are. You think you could go all week without talking to your wife and then come home Sunday night and give her a hug and a kiss and everything's going to be all right? I don't think so. You think you could go a month? A year without talking to her, and then come home and everything be fine and should just want you back with open arms? No. You couldn't. Right. So, how, why do we treat our relationship with God like that? Why do we retreat, treat our relationship with Jesus like that? Because you know what? Amen. Everything that he did, 
He didn't do for his own selfish gain. He didn't do for himself. He did for me and he did for you. He went to Calvary not because it was fun, not because it was the cool thing to do, because he said, I've got to be the ransom. I've got to be the one that washes and takes away the sin of the world because he was the only one that was perfect. He was the only one that was capable and able of doing it. So he said, I'll take this upon me. So just in case they decide to, I'm ready with wide open arms and waiting. Why wouldn't you want to seek that? His word says that he will never leave you or forsake right. you. Why would you not want to seek that? Amen. I was talking to the guys at the jail on Tuesday night about it. And I said, you know, I said, I remember texting my mom at four o'clock in the morning. I'm safe. Brother just picked me up from jail. All good. So nine o'clock the next morning, I wake up and she's standing over me. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect her to come. I didn't expect her to show up. And I expected her to be super duper duper angry. But she really wasn't. Concerned, yes. Angry, no. That's right. She took my car keys and took the insurance off my car. And all that good stuff. But angry, nah, nah, she wasn't angry. Wasn't angry. Wasn't angry, no. And then when I was getting a little more and more out there, did she get angry? No. She came and took me from North Carolina and made me, you know. Vaughn told me to come to Georgia. Came here. Then about a year after I texted the first time, there was no texting. They actually put me in the cell and I had to call her. And I couldn't get to her. And so then I had to call my cousin. And this is one of those people, you know those men that say, if there was a gun to your head and you had to call somebody and, and if they didn't answer, you could live. He's that guy I would call because he never answers his phone. But it was literally the only phone number that I could remember. So I called him and he answered. So then he had to call my mom. And then she had to come bail me out. Ah, she wasn't too angry because it was, it was my money that bailed me out. She just had to come and do it. But ah, she wasn't too happy either. And as much as she loves me, she could never do for me what Jesus did for me. Amen. Those are facts. She could never do for me what Jesus did for me. Why would you not want to seek that? Why would you not want to have a personal relationship with that? Why would you not want to spend more than Sunday morning with them and, and Wednesday night for the five of you that come on Wednesday night? Why would you not want to seek him at all times? Tear off your roof, man. Press through the crowd. Get out of your own way. We are so in our own way, it's not even funny. We try to blame it on, and, I, and I'm guilty of this too, so just know that I'm not preaching just to y'all, I'm preaching to myself. Well, the kids had football practice and soccer practice this week, and then I had to go this, there, and, and yonder. No, they don't need me to hold their hand. I could go drop them off and I could come home and get in my prayer closet and seek him. I could make other arrangements to do what I need to do. But we are so worried that we might miss out on something. We're so worried that somebody else might get ahead of us a little bit or get in front of us a little bit in the natural that we don't go and seek the Lord. All right. I heard uh, someone say the other day that when people really uh, start seeking the Lord, there's some that can grow 10 years and two years. And there's some that have been saved for 10 years and have only grown two years because they haven't sought the Lord. 
And we're talking about David here. He was a crowned king, anointed king when he was 16 years old. But he still, he still knew, I have not arrived yet. I haven't made it yet. I still got to seek the Lord. Yes. In Psalms 27, when he's talking about the secret place. I said the secret place. There's another place in Psalms that talks about the secret place. Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Dwells. Dwells. He who just pops by for a visit in the secret place. He, he who just treats the secret place like it's a fast food drive through No, he who lives there. He who stays there. He who gets rooted there and gets grounded there in the secret place, in the prayerful place, in the seeking place. I'll, 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 even, I'll even swap that out. From, from the secret place to the seeking place. He who stays in the secret pl seeking place. Because the secret place is just the place where you go, where nobody else can go, where nobody can bother you, where nobody can distract you, where you can fall on your face and you can lay prostrate before the Lord and begin to worship and begin to praise and begin to seek and begin to cry out with a loud voice. The problem is we cry out like we're eeny, meeny, meeny, man. Oh, please come help me. Lord, please come help me. We got to get a boldness like blind Bartimaeus had. He said, Jesus, oh son of David, have mercy on me. Because when we really need him, when we really want to go after him, we can't be quiet about it. We can't be shut up about it. Nobody can tell me to stop. Because when I really need him, I'll praise him in here. I'll praise him out there. If i got to praise him in the middle of Ingalls or Walmart or anywhere else, I will. Because that's how good he is. And he's worthy to be sought after this morning. Amen. You know, we get so caught up. Uh. On Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the things that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope, and we stop there. 12 says, Then you will begin to pray to me, and I will listen. And it doesn't stop there. And then it says, And then you will seek me, and you will only find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. See, I, 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 told, I, I tell this and I say this all the time and I'll stand upon it. God can use anything and use anybody to do anything. But he will not work with half-hearted people. He That's will not right. work with people who are on the fence, who are halfway in and halfway out. Right. you got to either be all the way in That's or all the right. way out. That's because right. at the end of the day, I know, I know one of two things. You're either going all the way to heaven or you're going all the way to hell. And that's all it is. So I would stay in the seeking place. And I would seek him with my whole heart. Because he's worthy of my whole heart. Because he didn't just wash a piece of me clean when he died on Calvary. He didn't just wash a part of my life clean. He took all my past sins. All my past shame. And he nailed it to the cross. And see, when they pulled him down off the cross, the nails, the sin, the shame stayed in the cross. But he came off the cross. And they buried him in a borrowed tomb. I say borrowed. Because he wasn't going to be there long. So three days later, they came and the stone was rolled away. And the, and the angel said, why do you seek the living among the dead? Because he is risen with all power and authority in his hand. Why would you not seek after that? Why would you not seek after that? My bank can't do anything for me. The, the grocery store can't do anything for me. I love y'all, 
but most of y'all can't do anything That's for right. me. But he said, I can do everything yeah. exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or imagine. He's able to do according yeah. to the power that works mildly within us. Yes, hallelujah. He's worthy to be sought after. Yes. He's worthy to be ran after. That's yes. right. Hallelujah. When Jairus' daughter was on the precipice of dying, he didn't go get the rest of the Pharisees and say, let's go get the book of the law and start reading it. No, he came running to Jesus and said, my daughter is sick yes. and she's on near death. Come running, master. Yes. Amen. And then when the people came and said, well, she, she's dead died. Leave the teacher alone. He looked, he looked Jairus in the eyes. He said, look me in my eyes. Don't worry. You just believe. Yes. And then when they get there and all the weepers and all the wailers and all the ones that are okay and accepting that she's dead, Jesus said, get out. He kicks them out of the room. He said, it's just going to be me. And I think Peter and John went in the room with him. And he said, little girl, get up. And she woke up immediately. She was just sleeping. See, some of us, we won't seek God, but we'll show, still show up to the funeral. We'll still show up to mourn. We'll show up. Oh, they got to see my face. I knew their mama. I better get there. I'll go to harvest time when there's a funeral because I'm sure somebody, somebody I know is there. Oh, that's when I'll show up. But we won't go in our bedroom sometimes. When I'm home, I'll tell my wife, hey, I'm going upstairs. Don't let nobody come upstairs. I was getting there and I put some worship music on my phone. Maybe I'm not praying. Maybe I just start worshiping. Maybe I just speak in my prayer language to him. But he's worthy of my time. Yes. He's worthy to be sought after. Yes. He's worthy for me to give him everything. Yes. Because he gave us the very, very best that he had. When it came time, God didn't send his third cousin to die on the cross for our sin. He sent his one and only son. The only one he had. I've got two and I still wouldn't give either one of them for y'all. I'm sorry. But he said, this is necessary. Why would you not want to seek a God? That loved you enough that said, the very best that I have, I'll give it for you. And you're not worthy of it. But I didn't give it on the base of your worth. I gave it on the base of my love. That's right. Bible says that now there is this, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these three is love. Paul said, if we don't have love, we're just noisy, banging, clanging cymbals. God said, I did all this for love. That's right. And I'm going to ask in return is that you take some time and you seek me and you speak to me. These guys were so desperate that they tore off the roof. Some of us wouldn't tear off the bed covers this morning to get out of the bed to come to church. Some of us, if we think it might rain at 1115, we won't come. <laughs> Some of us, if, if it gets 36 degrees and it might freeze on the way home, well, pastor knows I, I'm not going to come. You ain't desperate. You ain't desperate. Desperate people will do desperate things. But the That's problem right. is we only wait till we get desperate to seek him. He said, I don't need you to be desperate. I just want you to 
have a relationship with me. Proverbs 19.20 says that many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. That's right. I wrote this down. I said, in order to know him more, we must be willing to seek him. Not just when we are in crisis or when we are in desperation, but we must have a communicative two-way relationship with him. He did what was necessary on Calvary for us. He knows us. He created us. He saved and redeemed us. But do we really know him? Have we earnestly sought his face, his will, and his plan for us? You want to know what he's thinking? Well, you got to ask him. you got to get down on your knees, and you got to begin to inquire, and you got to begin to pray. In James chapter 4, he says, you have not because you ask not. He's like, and you have not received because when you ask, you ask amiss and for your own pleasures. See, the problem is, yeah, we ask God for the new boat. We ask God for the new truck. We ask God for the money to pay the bill. But we never say, God, how are you doing today? Man, we haven't talked in a while. And I know that you know me. The Bible tells me that you've numbered every hair on my head. That, right. that, you, that you know when one falls out. Yes. You know when a sparrow falls from the sky. But I want to know you more. The Apostle Paul in Philippians, he said, yeah, I was this, I was that, I was a Pharisee, a Pharisee, I was, a, you know, all these things. He said, but I count that all lost. He said, you know what? I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. The problem is we only want to know him and the problem, power of his blessing. We don't wanna, only want to know him and the power of his prosperity. We don't want to really want to get to know him. We only cry out when we need things. We only cry out when we want things. David said, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, then he'll give us the desire of our heart. Not what we want, but he'll give us the right things to desire, That's the right, right things to pray for. And how do we know those yeah. things? we got to have a relationship with him. we got to have a, a seeking relationship with him. You know how I know what to buy my wife for Christmas? Other than the fact she sends me text messages and stuff she wants, I know her. We've been married for 10 years. I know what she likes, and I know what she doesn't like. I know if, if she don't really like it, I can tell. If she really likes it, I can tell because we have a relationship. We have a, a back-and-forth relationship. It's not just one of those old, well, I'm going to go to work, and you stay home, and you clean up, and I'm not going to do anything. No, we have a relationship. We work together, and that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to work together with us. That's right. Amen. But we just want him to do all the work, and we want to sit down and be like, well, bless be to God who daily loads us with benefits. Yeah, that's a Bible verse, and that's great. I'm daily loaded with benefits, but I've got work that I have to do. Yes. And if I want to know that work, and if I want to know his will and his plan for my life, that's I ain't right. going to do it just sitting in the house eating potato chips. I've got to fall right. on my face, get in my word, yes. fast, and pray, and yes. seek him. That way that I can know him. Amen. Yes. Amen. Some people just get saved, and they're fine there. 
They don't get connected in a church. And then they don't have anybody around him. Thank God the man that, that they had to tear the roof off, he had friends who were willing to go the distance with him. That's because right. you know what? When, when you get in a seeking place and you bring other people into your seeking place, there's nothing that can stop you. The Bible says that one will chase a thousand That's and that right. two will chase ten thousand. And they said where two or three are gathered in my name, yeah. I'll be right there too. So when we get in the seeking place, we get in the secret place. And we start bringing people in. I tell you what. When I stop playing around with God. When I stop just you know going to him every now and then. Just to get a taste. When I got fully immersed. When I got fully submerged. When I got in the Bible. And I started reading. And I started applying things to my life. I seen it take off like a rocket ship. That's right. Me and Pastor were talking about that the other day. He's like man. He's like, you've been growing in leaps and bounds, son. And I said, it's because I've been feeding myself on the word. I've been yeah. seeking him because he's worthy of it. Yeah. I got all this time driving around during the day while I'm working. I got, I got time. And I just listen and I just seek him. Get in the secret place. Get in the seek, seeking place. Got one more scripture for y'all. Go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace yeah. that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. You've been coming to God as a beggar. You've been coming to God as needy. You've been coming to God as homeless. He said you can boldly approach the throne room of grace. We got to come in with our head held high. We, we got to stop being these slumped over sad old when we all get over yonder, brother Christians, no, we got to be loud and proud with our head held high, That's Christians, right. and have a boldness to rise up yes, in us. And you know how you get God. that boldness? You seek him. Because he said he's a high priest, and he can sympathize with our infirmities, with our weaknesses, yes. because he was tempted and tried in every way that yes. we are. Yet he did it without sin, and we can boldly approach him. Yes. Right. Amen. The veil is torn, y'all. That's right. There's not a, a wooden place back here where I sit on one side and you come sit yes. on the other side. Oh, hell, Mary, full of grace. Father, please bless me. I've sinned. No, you can fall on your face in your car, in your job, yes. wherever you're at. There's no veil. And you can seek him and you can yes. reach him. There's no way he's out of reach. Stop putting up your own veils. Stop putting up your own walls. Tear them down yes. like the walls of Jericho. Sometimes you just got to shout so the walls yes. can fall. Yes. And you start yes. shouting and start seeking. You want to see a change? Turn the TV off and fall on your knees. Open up the Psalms. Open up the John. Open up the Proverbs. Start seeking. Start preaching. Y'all better stop. Y'all better stop me. I'm going to take off running here in a minute. Let's go. I know he's good. I know how good he is. I've seen his goodness. Yes. Hallelujah. David said that his heart would have grown faint 
Had he not thought that he might see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you, I have seen yeah. the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. That's why it's so easy to seek him. Yeah. That's why I know, just like David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Yes. I know he's heard me. Amen. Every time I see Josiah, I know he's heard our prayer. That's right. Every time I see him running around. Mm. Boy, smart. Fourth grade and gifted. He's testing already for what his spring score should be. And we're in the fall. And you're going to tell me that God didn't have a hand in that with everything that was against him from the day that he came into this world. Please. Please. I know how good he is. Amen. I've made my fair share of mistakes, y'all. We family around here. Y'all know that. I have no problem saying I'm not perfect. And I mess up. Yes. But when I mess up, I know who I can seek. Uh, I know who I can go to. And I can come boldly to the throne room of grace. I can come boldly. I can boldly approach the Holy of Holies. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords, y'all. And he loves us so much that he says, I want you to seek me. I want you to seek me. In the book of John, he says, I'm seeking a worshiper. You know what? Worship is how we communicate. Worship is how we let him know, God, you're worthy of it all. God, you're, I love you just because you're, you're God. I love you just because you first loved me. The Bible says that God showed his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, that Christ died to save us and that we love because he first loved us. That's right. In Amen. our sin and in our shame. Yes, that's right. I'll end it like this. As much as I know my mom loves me, as much as I know pastor loves me mm-hmm. and Sophie <clears throat> and my wife and my kids love me, If tomorrow something were to happen, they could all turn their back and walk away from me. But my Bible tells me that he said he would never leave me. That's right. And he would never forsake me. And as much as I seek and want to make sure my mom loves me and that she's happy and I seek pastor and Sophie's, I want to to keep them happy. They're they're my pastors. They're my in-laws. And I, I want to make sure I seek and make sure my wife and my kids are happy. Do that for people that could, if they decided to, turn and walk away from me. How much more should I seek the one that said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Get up out of the bed. Tear the roof off. Push through the crowd and get to Jesus this morning. Get to to a place where I don't care how you feel. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I don't care if you like it or not, but I've got to seek him. And you can either get in the car and go with me or I'll see you when I get home. But I've got to get to him because I know he's good. I've tasted and seen that he is good. David said, oh, taste and see. See, the problem is we've just heard about it. It's like a restaurant where someone says, oh, you got to go here and try this place. It's delicious. If you never go, you don't know how good it is. If you never taste and see how good God is, you'll never know if they're telling the truth or not. 
I'm not taking somebody else's word for it. I tasted for myself. And I saw that he was good. And I kept coming back to a well that would never run dry. And that's where I'm seeking. We seek in too many places that can run dry. We seek in too many places that cannot sustain. Why would we not seek the one that said, if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. That's right. Hallelujah. Seek him. While he can still be found. Seek him while he is near. He said if we'll draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. But we don't do that by sitting on and turning on the news and letting the fear grip us. We don't sit there and hear and listen to 19 different podcasts that tell us, oh, he's coming back in two months. He's, no, if we want to know what God's thinking, you got to talk to him. Because I promise you, he's a God that speaks. That's he's, right. he's, when he speaks, he speaks yes. clearly. Because when he said, let there be light, it came a big yes. bright light. He said, let the stars be in their work. Let the trees come up. So when he speaks... Something's always listening. And when, it, when he speaks it, it's got to happen. So why would you not seek someone that speaks back? That's right. He's not talking in sign language. He's talking in clear whatever language that you understand best. Yes. God just don't speak English. That's right. If you speak Spanish, guess what? He speaks Spanish. Yes. If you speak Mandarin, he understands Mandarin. Yes. You know what? He understands flea. He understands frog because you know what? When he sent the plagues, he told them to go and they went. Yes. God understands every language. The Bible says that every tribe, tongue, and language will lift up and praise the name of God. So it's not just here in America where we speak English that he understands. No. In Africa where they speak Swahili, he understands. In Germany where they speak German, he understands. But the name is the same no matter where you go. The person you seek is the same no matter where you go. It's not Buddha. It's not Muhammad. It's Jesus Christ. The name above every name. I don't know about you, but there's plenty of things that I could cut out of my life yeah. and put more of him in. That's right. There's plenty of things that I could get done later that aren't priority. You and I were his priority Amen. from the very beginning. Amen. The Bible said in the Garden of Eden, he walked with Adam. And while physically he cannot walk with us, if we get in that seeking place, if we get in that secret place, we get that relationship with him. We're never alone. We're never alone. And we can boldly think about that. We don't have to come tended. We don't have to come, oh Lord. We can boldly approach a throne room. Because he didn't go to the cross as a coward. He didn't go to the cross as a wimp. He went and he endured it for us, for me, and for you. So when I'm going to him, I'm not going as a coward. I'm not going as a wimp because I'm going boldly. And I'm seeking him boldly because I know that he's able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. That's right. Amen. I don't have a God that is limited. 
He said, with man, things are impossible. He said, but with God, all things are possible. Yes. So why do I keep seeking places that things might not be able to come to fruition? Why would I not seek the one that said with me, all things are possible? I, everybody who ever played a sport had it on there. If you were a Christian, had it on your, your bag or something. I can do all things through yes. Christ that strengthens me. Yes. That's not just about hitting home runs and throwing no hitters. That's I can go to places that nobody else can go because he's given me the strength yes. to go. I can go I and that. witness to people that need to be witnessed to yes. because he's given me the strength to go. Yes, hallelujah. And because I went through that, I know how to handle this. Yes. Amen. Because I walked through this situation. I can navigate this situation yes. better. That's right. Because I sought him. I didn't go in my own strength. I went in the strength that he gave. Yes. You know how you get that strength? Seeking. Amen. Seeking. When Sophie preached the, the other day, when she was talking about warfare, when we get in spiritual warfare, you can't. Draw from something you haven't put in. So spiritual warfare, we fight with the scripture. We fight with, with prayer and everything like that. If you have not put it in, if you've not put the time in, if you've not put the seeking time in, then when the battle comes, just go to the back because you're useless and you're going to be defeated. If you don't, you want to win, you got to seek him. I know we have victory, but if you really want to be victorious, yeah. get on your knees, get in your word, and seek him. Yeah. Amen. Seek my approval. That's right. Don't seek Pastor Stacy's approval. My God, I love Pastor. As my pastor, as my father-in-law, as a friend, as a father figure. If I sat here, we'd have to take all day just to tell you some of the things that he's loved me through and some of the things that he's counseled me through. Yeah. God knows I love him. And if I mess up, he's going to tell me about it. But when I do this, it's about seeking God and pleasing God. It's not about seeking him and pleasing him. It's not about seeking y'all and pleasing y'all. It's about seeking God and pleasing him. Right. Don't show up just to show up. Show up to get something. Come expecting. The Bible tells me that ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Because the one that asks... It shall be given to him. And the one that seeks, he will find. And to the one that knocks, the door will be open. Yeah. And most importantly, the Bible says for us to seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And everything else that we need will be added to us. He knows what we are in need of. He's not a God who is just off twiddling his thumbs popping bubble gum and twirling his hair. No, he knows what's going on. He knows what we need before we need it. And he said, if you'll seek me and seek my kingdom and my righteousness, yes. everything else that you need, I'll make sure you have it exceedingly, abundantly above it. Yes, hallelujah. But you got to get in the seeking place, in the seeking position where you can find him at. Mm. I found him way more <coughs> when i fall fallen on my face. That I have back here leading you on worship. Not saying, not saying that I, I love it. I love doing it. And as long as Pastor lets me, I will. But for me personally, I don't know about you. You do, you do what you need to do. I need that time. That seeking time. Because this, this word that comes out up here while we're seeking, the scriptures that come out. 
I'm drawn from a well. Because I saw him. And I put it in. So when it's time for it to come forth, it can spring forth. Yes. Stop putting limitations on yourself. Tear off your roof. Fight through the crowd. Don't let anything stop you. I mean, like, I, I get it. Some of y'all, you know, might not be able to drive at night, and that's understandable why you're not here on Wednesday. But unless somebody's dying or you're out of town, there's no excuse for you not to be here on Sunday. There's no excuse for you not to be in the house of the Lord. Heck, we got a, we got a third row in our car. If I need to come pick you up because you can't drive in the rain, I'll make Emily go pick you up. <laughs> but we need you here. We want you here, man. Not for our benefit. Not so we can say, we preached to 75 this morning. No, 75 heard the word this morning. They heard the word of God this morning. In the house. To seek him. That's what it's all about. Yes. If you're watching this by media later today or, or whenever you're watching, Jesus Christ, he's worthy to be sought after. In Psalms, David talks about seeking the Lord and all a bunch of benefits of, about seeking the Lord. I promise you, he's not hiding himself. He's not playing hide and go seek. If you seek him, you will find him. And if you taste him, you will see that he is good. We thank you for tuning in and joining us. We pray that if you have not come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you will find him, that you will cry out to him. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess in your mouth that Jesus Christ has died on a cross for your sins and you believe he rose on the third day, then you shall be saved. Blessings to you. Blessings to y'all who are watching. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next Sunday. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.